Welcome to KXA News Today. Here are your Wednesday morning headlines. President Biden's son is expected to plead guilty to federal charges. These include two misdemeanor federal counts of failing to pay his taxes. Court documents show a separate gun possession charge, but that will likely be dismissed if he meets certain conditions. A Florida federal judge scheduled the criminal trial of former President Donald Trump to begin on August 14th. Legal experts don't expect the trial to begin so early because of the time needed to resolve complicated legal issues. Trump was indicted this month on more than three dozen criminal charges related to keeping hundreds of classified records after leaving the White House in January 2021. Austin leaders want to make sure that you are safe as this painfully hot weather continues. Holding a press conference this morning to talk about heat preparedness and safety. Leaders from our area, including Austin Mayor Kirk Watson, are going to be there. Practice today could help us avoid a future water disaster in Austin. Good morning, I'm Erica Brennis. And I'm Tom Miller. Austin Water is conducting an emergency drill at its Ulrich Water Treatment Plant. This is the largest plant in Austin. This is the same spot where an employee error impacted over a million customers in 2022. According to Austin Water, a series of staff errors at the treatment plant allowed water into its system that tested beyond regular limits for cloudiness. Well, that led to an emergency boil water notice citywide. The three-day boil water notice left people and restaurants scrambling to find enough bottled water. Following that, an audit made more than 50 recommendations for Austin Water to improve. As part of this, today several agencies are going to practice protocols in a scenario similar to what happened in 2022. We reach out to Austin Water about the drill, and in a statement, the director, Shea Rawls-Ralson, wrote, Austin Water is working to strengthen our emergency protocols and this drill provides an opportunity to practice with our partners to become even more prepared for future emergencies. Throughout the morning, you will see several emergency vehicles surrounding this facility, including local firefighters and medics. The goal is to improve communication while practicing and preparing for future disasters. That drill kicks off this morning at 7. Right now, though, we are talking about the heat. It is uh, probably about as cold as it's going to get, yeah. and it's still toasty out there. Meteorologist Kristen Curry joining us now. It's brutal. It, it is, is so hot. It is unbearable mm -hmm. at points in the afternoon because of that heat and humidity. Let me show you what's going on here because, unfortunately, that excessive heat warning continues again today. That's for those feels like temperatures up to 118. Every single county underneath that warning today. We are dry and we are quiet this morning. Not a whole lot going on on right as far as the sky conditions go, you're going to find some low clouds here and there. This is a live look from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Round Rock. Temperatures, though, still in the 70s and 80s, so very similar to what we've had recently. Those temperatures are right up against those records in the morning. 81 in Georgetown right now, 80 in Bastrop, 81 here in the city, 70s out west. Now, where are we going with those numbers? Well, you can pretty much guess, right? Getting back into the low 100s, forecast high 104 today. Feels like temperatures about 115, 116. So that's going to put us near where we were yesterday. And although our records aren't totally complete when it comes to these feels like temperatures, that is on record the hottest feels like temperature we've ever recorded in Austin. We did it yesterday. There's a good chance we'll do it again. Now in the mix of the heat will be some storms. Now these will be late in the evening though, so we'll probably see that heat, feel that heat first, and then we'll be tracking some storms and showers late in the evening into the overnight. So we'll talk a little bit more about those storm chances as some of those storms could be severe. Those details here in a few minutes. 
Thanks, Kristen. Austin continuing its next 100 degree day and summer still hasn't even officially began. No, just in a little bit. We're starting <laughs> summer. High temperatures across the state mean high demand. ERCOT saying it expects some localized outages this summer. That is blamed on equipment overheating. While Austin Energy says it's prepared to respond to these outages, supply chain issues remain a concern. Getting those components here, making sure that we have enough stockpiled for when we need to replace those components is, is a key challenge for us. We talked to some people in Austin who say they're taking matters into their own hands and includes Alana Cortez who lost power for two weeks during the winter storm. There's some resentment about the escalating cost of living when we do not feel that it reflects the standard of living. Austin Energy blamed two outages last week on the heat, says something called a disconnect failed. It's a piece of equipment that separates power lines at substations, then a jumper failed, and that connects two wires. Frantic rescue effort continues this morning in the Atlantic Ocean, a missing submersible with five people on it running out of oxygen. It disappeared during an expedition to explore the ruins of the Titanic. The search effort is focused on an area about 900 miles from the Massachusetts coast. Jay Gray is in Boston this morning following the search. Additional planes, ships, specialized equipment, and rescue teams from around the world right now rushing into a 7,600 square mile search zone in the Atlantic, an area larger than the state of Connecticut. What I can tell you is uh, there is a full press, full court press effort uh, to get equipment on scene as quickly as we can. The mission, unlike any before, and pushing into deeper water using sonar and an underwater drone. But to this point, there's been no sign of the Ocean Gate submersible missing since Sunday morning, less than two hours after beginning a tourist expedition to explore wreckage from the Titanic with five men inside. The pilot, and Ocean Gate founder and CEO Stockton Rush, British businessman Shahazda Daywood and his son Suleiman, French diver Paul Henri Narjolet, and billionaire adventurer Hamish Harding. The text I got was, hey, we're headed down to Titanic today, exclamation point. That text from Harding to his friend and former astronaut Terry Verts just before the journey began. I would assume they're stuck on the bottom in the mud or somehow entangled in Titanic. It's a search and rescue mission. So first of all, they have to find them. An effort that continues around the clock. Jay Gray, NBC News, Boston. A former therapist's assessment of Rule Mesa Jr. after he was imprisoned for murdering a child. Coming up, the conversations she says still haunt her. Williamson County working to keep the West Nile virus at bay. It keeps popping up. What the county's doing to prevent more mosquitoes. Good morning, a live look outside. This is up in Round Rock. Traffic is humming along there. It is gonna be another warm one. We're talking to Kristen about what you can expect and uh, that severe risk we could see. The heat we're experiencing is not enough to get the mosquitoes to go away. So far up in Williamson County, it's found two mosquitoes this year with the West Nile virus. Yeah, scary stuff. Recently, one tested positive in Gerald near a community pool. The other was collected in Georgetown less than a month ago. The Williamson County and City's Health District says signs they are up in the area warning people about the discovery. Health leaders encourage people to wear bug spray, dump out any standing water around their home to reduce the chances of being bit. These triple-digit temperatures have also brought about even more chances for mosquitoes to grow.
better. A lot of people are really liking the uh, disposable swimming pools. So making sure that after we're done using those, that we're draining those. It's been really humid as well, which are conditions that are really favorable for those mosquitoes that are uh, breeding in water sources. The first mosquito discovered in Georgetown was at a Geneva Park. It has since been marked clear. Our first responders are prioritizing their own safety after working several days in a row now with triple digit temperatures. Is that starting to take its toll? How a local car club is giving back to students in its community. Good morning, a live look again outside up in Round Rock. Hope you're doing your best to stay cool. I know that we're just sort of grinding it out here in uh, what normally has been uh, not the hottest month of the year, but it certainly feels like it, just a brutal heat wave here in June. And with that in mind, an Austin firefighter is recovering from heat exhaustion after responding to a house fire. Firefighters say this summer heat is so tough. They are well aware of the dangers. We all know the heat here is no joke. Uh, especially when you put on this. It definitely is hot. It's, uh, it's uh, built up of three layers. You have a thermal layer, an inner liner, uh, and you have a moisture barrier. It's a lot. The Travis County Emergency Services District 12 chief says his crews are taking more breaks, hydrating. They also have access to an air-conditioned rehab trailer on extra hot days. Austin Police tell KXAN it encourages officers to hydrate before going outside, use sunscreen, and reapply off. Well, check out these little babies. Julia sent in this video of baby cardinals in a small bushy tree there. <laughs> a good reminder that if you do some yard work, watch out for these birds nesting in the trees and bushes. Julia said she wouldn't have known the nest was there if she hadn't seen another cardinal flying Aww. around it. Look at those little yeah, babies. I, I, do you guys get cardinals in your backyard? Yeah. All yeah, the time. Yeah. 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 It's like a special, I feel like it's a special part of living in Central Texas. It Absolutely. Is. And you know, I obviously do the bird forecast every month and I was talking to our friends at Travis Audubon and they were saying cardinals actually have about three rounds of babies every year. Oh. So they are They're busy. busy. They are busy moms Good and dads. Them. I know. Okay. I was like, that's why you probably see a whole lot of them yeah, exactly. <laughs> around Central Texas. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because clouds and radar not showing anything over central Texas. We do have some showers out towards a big bend. Here's what it feels like walking out the door this morning. Feels like 87 in Austin, 85 in Bastrop. 70s is what it feels like out west. We don't have as much humidity in the hill country. Uh, the heat index value is really a problem though for everybody getting into the later part of the day. Why? Because the dew point's still in the 70s. Again, dew point, a measure of moisture. It more accurately reflects how much of that moisture is sitting on top of us compared to humidity. And I'll tell you, anything above 70 degrees, we consider tropical. It is nasty with that humidity. And the heat certainly not helping. 81 as we get towards about 8 a.m. And then later today, 104 will be the forecast high. You'll notice feels like temperatures getting up to 116 again today. Now that 116, that's what our heat index value topped out at yesterday. That on record is the hottest heat index value we've ever felt here in Austin. Now, our heat index records aren't quite as thorough as our temperature and precipitation records, but hey, you know what? This is not normal for us. We've been telling you about that over the last several days, so it's not a surprise to see that we're breaking records not only in the afternoon, but with the feels like temperatures, with the morning lows. I mean, we've got parts of the state seeing the hottest temperatures they've ever seen ever on record. Your excessive heat warning continues across central Texas through 9 p.m. tonight for this feels like temperatures about 110 to 120. As far as these storm chances go, 
This is mainly going to be this evening. I'm not expecting a whole lot between now and the afternoon. Maybe a few storms clip in the hill country, but I think we'll have a better chance coming in towards a later part of tonight. And I'm talking after sunset and later. Some of these storms being pushed down to the south and into the area. This is definitely more of the conservative model. We do have other computer data showing us more storms. So we want to be on the lookout for some of those strong storms later on today, really this evening, tonight, and overnight. It's a one out of five threat. I think the large hail and the gusty winds will be the primary concerns here, but it is going to be a 30 to 40% chance beginning around 5 p.m. So something to keep in mind if you've got late night plans. Temperature 104 today. Couple spotty storms possible again for your Thursday. Temperatures still hot, 100 degrees, but relatively speaking, Thursday, Friday, we're not going to be as hot as where we've been. So we'll probably see a mix of some areas underneath that heat warning, others underneath the heat advisory, getting back up to the 105, 106 territory Sunday, Monday as that high pressure scoots over and just keeps us hot, dry, and sunny into next week. Thanks, Chris. And this morning we have an exclusive deep dive into the mind of Raul Mesa Jr. He's the man local law enforcement is calling a serial killer. Jury convicted Mesa of murdering an eight-year-old girl back in 1982. And now he's facing murder charges in the 2019 death of his neighbor and the death of his roommate just last month. Investigators are also looking at ties to other unsolved cases. KXAN's Brianna Hollis and Dalton Huey spoke with Mesa's former therapist, who assessed him from prison decades ago. She wanted to warn others, he may seem charming, but the interview she conducted still gives her chills. That's what I learned meeting Raul, was that I was in the world of a completely different animal. In connection with two murders and believe he may be linked up to 10 more. I was watching the news and I remember his picture coming on. Vivian Lewis says she met Raul Meza working as a therapist within the criminal justice system. And tell us, you know, what your experience was like with him. The parole board had asked me to do an assessment and evaluation of his danger to the community. She conducted that assessment while Meza was in prison for the murder of eight-year-old Kendra Page. What was he like? What was he like? He had what I would now call a false charm. He was very uh, engaging, uh, talkative, uh, willing to uh, explicitly describe his crime against Kendra. Lewis retired almost 10 years ago. Her interview about Paige's murder still gives her chills. Iciest, most blood-curdling, interview I had been in. Risk factors for violence are the factors that make a person more likely to commit the violence. Dr. Nancy Zars, a forensic psychologist, can't comment on Mays' case directly, but she gave us insight on how certain characteristics make someone more likely to commit crimes. And that is young age, male gender, past history of violence, antisocial slash psychopathy, substance abuse, and serious mental illness. For Meza, some of these risk factors started when he was just a kid. According to archived newspapers, Meza started using drugs at just eight years old. Another psychologist quoted in these old articles called Meza, quote, 
an intensely lonely youngster. These same archives also unveiled these details about Mesa's criminal history. Police first arrested a teenage Mesa in 1973 on shoplifting and burglary charges. The next year, authorities accused him of arson after a fire at a junior high school. That incident sent him to Gidding State School, a juvenile corrections facility where he reportedly ran away. Then in 1975, when Mesa was 16, a judge sentenced him as an adult to 20 years in prison for aggravated robbery and the shooting of a convenience store owner. While on parole for that crime, he murdered Kendra Page. The fact that somebody's coming in and out of prison indicates that there is repeated illegal behavior. Oftentimes, that behavior tends to accelerate over time. So their, their crimes tend to get a little bit more severe. He's a deadly person, and he has been since adolescence. In 1993, after Mesa got released from prison after killing eight-year-old Paige, he tried to convince the public he had changed. There is nothing that I can do to change the past. I can only tell you that in my heart, I know that I will not willfully bring harm to anyone. The most impacting thing about Raul was how engaging he could be. Upon revisiting her time with Mesa, listen to my voice crack. Lewis kept coming back to the same thought. I was dealing with a psychopath. With digital investigator Dalton Huey, Brianna Hollis, KXAN Investigates. Our investigative coverage on Roll Mesa continues tonight. Avery Travis and David Barrer take a closer look at efforts to keep Mesa in jail and how his case impacted the parole system in Texas. A Texas Uber driver is fighting for his life after police say a passenger shot him. Police say that passenger thought she was being kidnapped. 48-year-old Phoebe Copas was visiting El Paso from Kentucky when she got into the car with 52-year-old Daniel Garcia. At some point during that drive, police say Copas thought Garcia was taking her to Mexico, so she shot him. Investigators say it appears Garcia was not doing that. Garcia remains hospitalized. Copas is facing charges of aggravated assault, causing serious bodily injury. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you, Austin FC, back at it tonight. Later start than scheduled, 8.30 at Q2 against FC Dallas. It is also the start to the second half of the season. First half didn't go so well. 17 matches, only five wins, including two consecutive losses before the open weekend, that last one at Kansas City. They have been ravaged by injuries since the opener. Still a little bit banged up, but hoping to get closer to full strength for a big stretch run starting tonight. Well, I think we have a group that's getting healthier, which is helpful. We've had to deal with a lot of injuries over the course of the season. We need to make some additions going into the summer transfer window, and, and that also may mean subtractions. But um, we, we've got a good group of players when they're healthy and when we're functioning in a good space, and, and that's executing well, having good discipline inside the game and understanding what's needed. Um, we're, we're more than capable of performing and, and, and getting results. So you know, going forward, having more consistency in our lineup, our roster, and, and certainly that, that adds to continuity. It's always nice to know that you're going to have your full roster of players back, hopefully sooner than later, you know, because we need that depth with the amount of games that we had last month, you know. Games coming fast, um, you do need a little bit of rotation, so having players coming in definitely helps the group get in more energized and ready. Again, tonight at 8.30 and then on Saturday night, scheduled start back at 7.30 when Houston comes to town. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.